TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Fly ball right field. Uh, they're finding the sun and makes the catch, and the Twins complete the sweep. Another laugher easy win. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Quite a job All by. Right. Rogers keeping his cool and making big pitches with the three old count the bases. That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North, and this is the Score North first place twins show on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com after a sweep of the Baltimore Orioles this weekend. Derek Wetmore, our twins reporter, whose work you find at scorenorth.com, brought to you by Shane Company, your friend in the diamond business, Manny Hill, other side of the glass. I'm Rami Makloff with that sweep. They move into first place in the AL Central after I felt like I don't know I don't know if I want to say it was panic, but after that Blue Jays series, I got the sense that a lot of Twins fans were like, "Okay, here it comes. Yeah, this is this is the other shoe dropping. Lose three out of four to Toronto, and that's viewed as a pretty bad baseball team. Obviously, right. like I mean, it just underscores that you got to be patient with some of this stuff. You knew Baltimore was coming up. You know they're a bad team." The real test starts this week with Houston, but you get Baltimore again coming up really soon. It's okay to weather permitting. Yeah, that's right. You get it's okay to take advantage of the schedule you're dealt. Like the Twins, from my perspective, have been dealt a pretty crummy schedule. They got a bunch of great starting pitching right out of the shoot. Weather obviously been a problem. Uh, you're no stranger to that, Rami. Mm-hmm. They are, and now Brios would have been scheduled to go up against Verlander, but because of the weather out in Baltimore, yeah. Uh, well, they're probably going to be looking for a starter on Wednesday. So my point just being that the Twins taking their lumps with the schedule, you're then allowed to take advantage when the schedule is favorable. And playing three games against the Baltimore Orioles at any time of the year is a favorable portion of the schedule. I'll take it. Yeah. Every time. But they, and that's the thing that always kind of irks me about baseball fans is when you point at weak points of the schedule and you go, well, yeah, they did that. But they did what they're supposed to do. If they're a team that's going to contend, they did what they're supposed to do against a team like the Baltimore Orioles. Not only beat them and not only sweep them, but do it convincingly and handily throughout the vast majority of that series. Was it 10 or 11 home runs in game one on Saturday? Uh, well, it was 11 home runs between the two games okay. on Saturday. And just a, a crazy, I mean, I wouldn't say it was like always a sure thing on Sunday that you would win, but... It's tough to sweep a doubleheader, and they looked comfortable doing it. Um, so, yeah, no, you'll take wins any way you can get them. Oh, by the way, when they come with 11 home runs mm-hmm. in a seven-hour span, eight-hour span, yeah, that's pretty good, too. That's got to feel pretty good if you're the Twins. So they did what you should expect a good baseball team to do against a bad baseball team. It's not like they went in there right. and they struggled, and it was you know slogging through Baltimore and barely getting out of there with your hat on. They went in there and dis- dispensed of them and dispensed of them easily, which is yeah. exactly what you should be looking for from a baseball team who you're hoping is going to be at or near the top of the AL Central all season long. Yeah, and I got to ask you, Rami, because you were pretty high on this offense coming into the season. Yeah. We, we'd start the show by talking about, like, where's the weak spot? Especially if Buxton clicks, which 
By the way, we can talk about that today, too. Buxton has officially arrived. But if Buxton clicks at the bottom of the order, it's tough to find a real soft underbelly of this lineup. And we saw that this weekend. So as you see them, yes, it's Orioles pitching. So take that with a little bit of a grain of salt. But when you watch them pile up the runs and the extra base hits around me this weekend, are you are you buying this lineup as a sustainably top shelf American League lineup? I don't see how it's not. I don't see okay, outside of maybe Byron Buxton, because he's had good periods and bad periods in his career before, but we're seeing different things from Byron Buxton than we ever had. He's hitting the ball harder than he ever has before. When you look at his average exit velocity, top exit velocity, he's he's doing things at the plate that he's never done before. But let's say you're you're not ready to buy into Byron Buxton yet and say, okay, he's finally arrived. This is a guy who we've expected all these years. Other than that, who of the guys in that Minnesota Twins lineup are you looking at and going, I'm not sure if I buy that offensively, offensively. Right. I don't know that there is a guy there who you can say that about. Eddie Rosario isn't going to be this good all year long, but Eddie Rosario almost made the All-Star game last year. It's not like this is something new. Polanco, last I checked, had the highest slugging percentage among shortstops and on highest on highest OPS actually among shortstops. I don't know if that's still the case. It was 2 or 3 days ago sure. that I saw that statistic. But that's a guy who before the suspension was doing stuff like that. Maybe yeah. you say, well, yeah, he was doing it with PED, so let's see how long he can sustain this or, or whatever whatever pessimism you want to put on it. But right. there are very few guys. When you look at this team offensively, if you want to talk about pitching, if you want to talk about defense, all of the defense is pretty good. But when you talk about this team offensively, tell me what's happening now that you're not sure if it can sustain or right. who is doing something now that you're not sure if it can sustain. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the you, you could say Jorge Polanco won't hit at this rate, but then you could say... Yeah, but he's a good hitter. Right. You expect a lot out of him. Nelson Cruz, is he going to hit at this rate? Well, yeah, he's a good hitter. You expect that, um, you know, maybe he's not going to be Bonds 2002-2003, but you're expecting a productive um, offensive season out of Nelson Cruz. And, you know, up and down the lineup, that was the thing that was so kind of fun talking about it in the winters coming into the season. Uh, CJ Crone hit 30 home runs. (laughs) Jonathan Scope is a prime bounce-back candidate that we all sort of, here at Score North, we were like, yeah, watch this guy. Be be on the lookout. I think he's better than maybe what you're expecting on a on a one-year deal for a guy who was non-tendered. They've assembled a pretty good lineup here, and of course you have your questions. Is it going to carry over to the best teams in baseball? But they get a chance to try that out early this week against the Astros. I think this offense actually hasn't even peaked yet. And I'll just I'll let Minnesota Twins guy who tweeted this at me and at you and at Phil Mackey yesterday. I'll let him say it for me. He says, can we talk about the fact that the Twins have nine guys with at least 35 plate appearances and an OPS over 850? Hmm. That doesn't include Sano or Marwin, and both would be capable of that. Lineup is legit. Mm-hmm. I, we haven't seen the best of Marwin Gonzalez yet, That's and we correct. haven't seen Miguel Sano at all in That's that correct. lineup yet. And I know there are a lot of non-believers in Miguel Sano. I'm not necessarily saying I'm a believer in Miguel Sano. I'm just saying that we know there is a better baseball player in there somewhere if they can tap it than what we've seen consistently at the big league level. So if he comes up here and does anything close to what his his capabilities are, and Marwin Gonzalez starts hitting like Marwin Gonzalez does, which he did over the last couple of days, this, like I said, this offense has not peaked yet, Derek. And yeah. really, I look at that OPS. I think they're, they are second in Major League Baseball in OPS and still middle of the pack in runs, which tells me that 
the law of averages and the odds say that if they keep hitting at this clip, not any better. Just keep getting on base and slugging the way mm-hmm. that they've been slugging. There are more runs in them than what we've seen to this point. The other thing, too, they lost a number of games to weather. Some teams don't have that. So, right. like, you look at the Mariners and they raced to 50 home runs, and that's amazing and impressive on its own. They're a run-scoring juggernaut right now. I don't exactly expect that to continue, but it's fun. It's a fun story in April. Uh, the Yankees are going to score some runs, especially when everybody's healthy. The Astros are going to score some runs. I look at the Twins on a on a per-game basis. I, I just pulled this up on uh, TeamRankings.com. Twins are currently first in baseball in doubles per game, but maybe more tellingly, they're third in in uh, the American League in runs per game and third in home runs per game, again, in the AL, according to TeamRankings.com. So I look at that and I say, yeah, to your point earlier, Rami, some of these guys, are they hitting a tiny bit over their head? Yes, I'm not going to say everyone here will hit at least what they've hit to date, at least that for the rest of the season. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is there's no crazy... Uh, shocking, you wouldn't believe it if I told you in February, outlier on this offense right now. And that's the sign of encouragement that I think you can take away from these first, well, three weeks or so of the season. That it's, yes, let's not overreact to it. This is not football. It's a six-month game. But the signs are everywhere that they're going to have bats to contend with some of the best teams in the American League. And I think that's really encouraging if you're the Twins. Now, the one place where I, I I do think you can have some questions and some concerns, it's been up and down so far this year, and it was much of what cost them a couple of games in, in that Toronto Blue Jays series, and that's the bullpen that bounced back nicely against Baltimore this weekend. Derek, what... What are you believing and what are you not believing when it comes to those arms that come running out of the bullpen for Rocco? Well, good for Trevor Hildenberger to get out of it again. Uh, He saw the bases loaded one more time. He just hasn't had enough of that this season. Uh, Gets a weak tapper back to the mound with really the game on the line. I mean, it was hanging in the balance and he got out of it there uh, with just some just miserable contact to to preserve a, a lead that then you get to hand over to Taylor Rogers, who is excellent. He, it was a little bit hairy on Sunday, I'm not going to lie, but he stepped up in the biggest moments that you needed him, and that's what you count on Taylor Rogers for. He is the best reliever that they have, and if you date back to, what, mid-July or something last year, he's one of the best relievers in the American League. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got this on Twitter a lot over the past week of like, well, he's not Craig Kimbrell. And Craig Kimbrell is still out there, and the bullpen is struggling, so it it makes for a fun talker, and I'm not going to run for that. I actually do think it makes some sense for the Twins to call him. But in terms of what you have in your bullpen, Taylor Rogers, even though he's not a household name around baseball, he is the best that you've got, and they've counted on him in some big spots. Gets out of it again on Sunday. That was a good look for a bullpen that... Uh, shall we say, needed a rebound, uh, maybe even just a public image rebound after the Toronto series to be able to bounce back that way, even without uh, Blake Parker was sick over the weekend, I guess. I was yeah. reading the reports. And even without him, who's one of the key guys that you're counting on, uh, pretty good stuff to be able to, yep, take the start, take whatever start you get from the starting pitcher. If it's Barrios, you're expecting him deeper. If it's uh, if it's Gibson, maybe you've got to cover some more ground as a bullpen. They did their job over the weekend and... I think it's uh I don't think it's one of the worst in the American League like we were all talking about a week ago as they were blowing games. I think it's probably more 
uh, mid-pack with a little upside beyond that. Yeah, I think it's solid. Decent. I, I, yeah. I, I don't think that it's something that will cripple a baseball team. I, I don't think it's it's something that's going to sabotage the 2019 Minnesota Twins. Well, if the rest of the if the rest of the team can can live up to their expectations and, and the bar that that they've set early on this year, I I don't see this bullpen dragging the 2019 season down. I don't think it's that bad. I trust at least the first three arms out of that bullpen that you just talked that you just talked about right there. And not a lot of bullpens can say that they have three guys who you trust mm-hmm. as much as those three guys that you just talked about. I think it depends where you're setting your sights, because if your site is be a competent ball club, yeah, I think they have the horses right now. This is a at minimum a 500 team based on talent, assuming everybody stays healthy and we'll see what you get out of Miguel Sano a couple of weeks, maybe a month from now. But if you've got your sights set on, because again, this is the first place Score North Twins show. Mm-hmm. If you've got your sights set on being one of those best clubs in the American League, I do think the bullpen has to get better. Whether that's internal improvement, whether Fernando Romero comes back at some point and is like the guy you were hoping to see this winner emerge, something. Mejia gets out of his own way and turns 0-2 into strikeouts instead of 0-2 into a three-run bomb. Something has to give that this bullpen needs to get better if you have your sights not only set on the Indians, but the Houston Astros, the Yankees, the Red Sox, oh, and the juggernaut Rays and Mariners, just like we all talked about in December. I agree with you, but I'm not I'm not looking for them to necessarily be there yet because Sure, round into I, form. I said last week that if they sign Craig Kimbrell soon, that they're pretty much closing the door on the division. That's how that's how good I'd feel about this wow. Twins team if if they signed Craig Kimbrell. That I feel like they they would run away with this division if they got a guy like that. But that aside, I don't expect them to run away from the Indians and 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 be the powerhouse team of the American League. What I'm looking for the Twins to do is stay at or near the top of the division. So you're contending when July 31st, August 1st comes around and nothing is moving more at the Major League Baseball trade deadline than hmm. bullpen arms. There yeah. will be bullpen arms available to you at that time. So if you don't go get Craig Kimbrell or you don't go get Dallas Keuchel and, and improve your, your pitching staff in that way, there will be ways to improve and make yourself into the type of bullpen that you're talking about post-July 31st when you're really making that postseason push and getting yourself ready to play playoff baseball. If they if they can just hang around and be, like I said, at or near the top of the AL Central, I, I think you'll see that bullpen improved from, from the outside if it doesn't sure. improve from within. Hey, maybe even the starter at that point. Maybe, right. maybe you go looking and say, hey, uh, I don't know, Martin Perez. It's been a fun first half. You've been good for us. We need you out of the bullpen now because we're going to go trade for X. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevor Bauer, you know, whatever. A guy can dream, right? Um, there's this there's this trade deadline element that is going to be super fun, and it's something we talked about all winter, but now it starts to feel real. I know we're not 20 games into the season yet, but it's it starts to feel real when you look up at the, yes, way too early standings in the American League Central, and the Twins are alone in first place ahead of the Cleveland Indians. Um, let me ask you, Rami, because the expectations is part of what plays into the trade deadline. You don't go by, if, you know, if you're a 500 club. A lot of those clubs are either selling or standing pat. Mm-hmm. If you're a loser, you're selling and you're trying to get more for the future. 
If you're a good team, maybe you add, but you cautiously add. It's the great teams in years past that really seem to be throttling down, and they'll trade in August for Justin Verlander. Right. Like, go get it done. Go get a ring. Cubs, trade for Aroldis Chapman. Go get it done. Yeah, we gave up a lot. We don't care. World yeah. Series. Flags fly forever, right? Mm-hmm. Can this Twins team win 90 games? I think they are capable of winning 90 games, especially with a trade deadline acquisition. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess I that's where that's where I'm trying to set You're saying my without, sights at. Without a trade deadline acquisition, are they good enough to win 90 games? Let's say everybody has to stand pat. There's no trade deadline this year because uh, Rob Manfred wanted to get a little creative it for the sake of argument. Yeah. And uh, you got to go with the horses that you brought north from spring training can this Twins team win 90 games in this division? I see 86-ish in them. So, mid-80s team. So okay. 90 is not out of reach. Okay. Because I, I look at the math, and do you like on-pace stats? I don't know if you're an on-pace guy. Yeah. Like like Nelson Cruz hits two home runs in the first He's two games of the season. He's on pace for 300 and some odd exactly. home runs. Right. Right. And, yeah. and, and infinity RBIs because right. he'll just keep going. Exactly. I look at it. And I I laugh at them, and I have fun with on-pace stats in April. And then I kind of stop making the jokes around May 1st because you start to get enough of a sample. Where you're like, well, hang on a second. We might be – Byron Buxton's leading the majors in doubles? Right. Like, there's something here. This right. is not a joke anymore. It's a joke in April. But the Twins, for whatever it's worth, they're 12-7. and seven. If you multiply that out across 162 games, that's a 102-win season. So look <laughs> – so, so look, I'm not okay, saying. I'm not ready to go there yet. And they should have at least split with Toronto. So make that 106 win season. Pump the brakes here. <laughs> just pump the brakes just a little bit. So I'm just having some fun with it because it's it's so so early that you cannot make these sweeping generalizations. However, that's a good team. I mean, that's you you watch them play, and aside from a couple of like frustrating plays either on the bases or defensively, you know what you have with this team. Yeah, I've got an offense that might be top three in the American League. Let's go top five just to be safe. They're going to score some runs. They're going to play outfield defense. They're going to take doubles away in the gaps that other teams can't get to, especially uh, when Max Kepler is healthy again. Mm -hmm. They're a little wishy-washy infield defense, but fine. You'll take it, especially on the right side. I like what I've seen there. The bullpen has had its moments, no doubt, and the starting staff is okay. Mm -hmm. The starting staff is not superstar-laden, but they get through it. You go through a turn through that rotation, and you think like, okay, we had a chance to win all five of those games. And I, I know that the expression is and always has been pitching wins championships, but the reality is, simple math says that the more runs you score, the less pitching you actually need. <laughs> Quality <laughs> pitching, that is. You know, that's why I'll double check the math on that. It sounds right. That's why I look at run differential when I'm sure. really trying to like, as far as surface stats go for a team, and trying to measure. Who who is who is for real and and who's a well put together baseball team? Yeah, the Twins might not set the world on fire pitching wise, but they're gonna beat you over the head with bats for, for nine yeah. straight innings. And no kidding, they're never out of a game because they can score runs with the best of them. It is a little misleading this early in the season to look at run differential. I think sure. to look at run differential, yeah. but for what it's worth, the Twins are fourth in the American League, tied with you guessed it. The Houston Astros, 
they face tonight. So go win two or three in this series and do it by a decent margin, and there you go. Now you're now you're on top of the Astros in run differential. I just wanted to let both of you gentlemen know that uh, right now the defending world champion Boston Red Sox are on pace to lose about 96 games. <laughs> year, so. yeah. They're uh, on pace to finish about 30 games under 500. And do so. they have a betting window open on that? Because I'll take the over. <laughs> I'll take the over. I feel pretty good about that one. That's Manny Hill, Derek Wetmore, our Twins reporter. Find his work at scorenorth.com. You're listening to the Score North First Place Twins Show, and we're back right after this on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Let's bat around some banter. Twins. Twins. The Score North Twin Show on Score North and Score North. Driven to right center field and down for a hit. Ostadil will round third and score. And Crone continues to punish Dylan Bundy. That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North Twins show on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Rami Makloff along with Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. Just one of a pretty stacked lineup of Twins programming we have for you here on Score North, including Royce on baseball, including the Glenn Perkins show, including this show, including Five Thoughts with Derek and myself every Friday. Find all those by searching Score North Twins wherever you download podcasts or we're available on Spotify. Say Alexa, open Score North. Or do yourself and us a favor. Get that Score North app. It's available for uh, Apple and Android. Give us that five-star rating. Subscribe to all your favorite shows. And uh, you can win things just for listening to your favorite sports talk shows and podcasts. Things can be won by you. Things yes. can be won. Simply for doing what you already like to do, which is listen to us. (laughs) I also host another show here on uh, Score North that you can find by searching those fine outlets I just described. It's called Mackie and Judd with Rami. And today I want to bring a uh, question to the table at four o'clock, Derek Wetmore. I'd I'd like you and Manny's thoughts on it. And then I'll use your thoughts to formulate my own thoughts (laughs) and discuss with Judd Zolgad later this afternoon. He's been leaning on us since he got here. (laughs) Since the very beginning. I know know where my bread is buttered. But my question is this. Because I've made a big stink over hashtag put a roof on it, right? Mm-hmm. And one oh, of was the, that you? Yeah. Okay. One, what All a, right. a, another one. So went you're out today. the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the guy standing over that dead horse with the bloody bat in my hand. <laughs> that's yeah, you. That's me. But one of my things about Target Field and it not having a roof on it is, I say, little it'll help attendance, and people go, "No, nah, that's not why people aren't going." People just aren't going because they're skittish about the Twins. They're not ready to buy into this Twins team yet. They've been burned too many times. It's got nothing to do with the weather, Rami. That's not why there's 3,000 people sitting in the stands wrapped up in blankets with umbrellas. It's not it has nothing to do with the weather, Rami. It's because fans just aren't ready to buy into this Twins team. So my question to you, Derek, you, Manny, and you, if you want to chime in at 651-646-8255 or tweet us at Score North, is this. And I'm going to put up a Twitter poll here soon, too, at Score North. When will you buy into the Minnesota Twins? When will it not matter what the weather is out at Target Field because this baseball team is so good and you're so hyped about Minnesota Twins baseball that we're going to have a full house no matter what time that game starts and no matter what is happening up in the skies? I think... For me, a division title this year and going into ex- having expectations going into 2020 and meeting those expectations, I think is a, is a good point for me to like really buy into it. Because right now they're off to a really nice start and the lineup looks great. Pitching, you know, kind of hit or miss right now. But I think once, once we start to see the, 
the the fruits of the labor for Derek Falvey and Thad Levine. Once those pieces start to fall into place, I think is that that is when I'll start to really really buy in and really buy that people are going to show up at this ballpark that we'll see. 20, at least 25, 30,000 yeah. people at the ballpark every single time, 81 times a year. So that's attendance generally. What about for you? Yeah, I'm talking about you. Oh, Manny for Hill, me specifically? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, that's a totally fair answer. Like if, yeah. if you've got to see it for a full year, I'm, I wouldn't fight you on that for one quick second, but. I got the sense that you kind of like what you're seeing with this oh, Twins I, team. I they, really like what I'm seeing. Okay, I was like, wow, he's yeah. he's pretty close right now, and then he's going to wait for a full year. That's some patience, my man. That's I, pretty no, good. I, I think with what I said before, I think that's when we'll start to see the fans. More fans and the general The general yeah, fans sure. start to start to buy in. But I'm I'm in right now. Wow. I think I think what they're doing right now is, is, is really fantastic. Okay. I think they've gotten a chance now with bringing in Rocco Baldelli. They went and got the guy that they wanted who is going to carry out the plan and be a big part of the plan that they have for the future. And I think with with this lineup, I'm really buying into this lineup. This lineup is legit from top to bottom, I think. And they've got depth. They've got guys that that you can plug in off the bench and start two or three games in a row for you and be productive at the plate for you. They've got got options and – I, I'm really buying into it. I like, and it seems like they have a legit plan in place. Jorge Polanco looks to be the second base, the second baseman of the future long term. I mean, he's playing shortstop right now. If everything goes goes the way we hope with Royce Lewis, then Royce Lewis comes up. He's your shortstop of the future. Jorge Polanco slides over to second base, and you're in you're in good shape. Jonathan Scope right now. Just feels feels like he's a, he's a stopgap right now, sure. and he's doing a nice job being a very nice stopgap for them right now. So I think everything that they've done with this lineup has uh, they've done a really nice job with that. So I'm buying it. And I so Rami's not going to give his opinion because he's saving that for the show with his name on it. And well, that's I'm going to steal both your opinions yeah, okay. and make it my own. <laughs> so I was yeah. going to say like I I get the sense when I'm talking with Rami that that's where he's at, Manny. That you guys are fairly close on that, and I'm mm-hmm. just. I guess it depends on the question that that you're really asking because I'm usually wait and see, wait and see, wait and see. We'll see where they're at after 162. Obviously, that's not realistic. You can't you can't spend that much time saying wait and see, especially when you're in our job of of sports entertainment. You don't get to say, well, like, I don't know. We'll just see what happens tonight. And then your show tomorrow is like, oh, yeah, that's what happened last night. We'll see what happens tonight. There's more projecting and all that that's involved, and I get that. Typically, I am the patient one of the group, and my answer to that question on when will I buy in on the Twins is the trade deadline. I, I want to see, that's A, fair. are you in it? If you're in it, mm-hmm. go add, because they've been in it before, and these guys sold. Yeah, I mean, they had their reasons, and whatever, we could argue whether that makes sense or not. I was actually on board with all the moves they've made at the trade deadline to they, this point. They, but was it, they traded for Jaime Garcia and then like traded him away like a week ya. later, basically? <laughs> yeah, yeah, One okay. start and see you later. Do they even stitch a uniform for him? Or do they just, <laughs> you know, and then sent him to New York? And that, that's, that's the one where veterans like Brian Dozier was very irked by the moves at that trade deadline because yeah. we're right there. We are in this thing. And I think the front office, if I could put words in their mouth for a second, I think they were looking at it and were saying like, yeah, we're kind of right there, but this is a house of cards, man. I don't think this thing is built for the long term. We're a little too early on where we think we are in our winning cycle. And 
sorry, this sucks, but here, we're going to rip off the Band-Aid and trade some veterans, sell them at the deadline, despite being in the race. Yeah, and I don't think they anticipated being the team that year in, in 2017 being Boy, as good as, not to as that it was. Level. Yeah, not to not to like wild card level. And right. then to their credit, the players went and got it done without the front office. Mm-hmm. So you got to give credit where it's due. But that's why I'm wait and see on this because this Twins team, I, I mentioned in the first segment, it's a 102 win pace. We're early, so we can't really call it a 102 win pace yet, but they are in sole possession of first place in the American League Central. So you start to talk about this team as a team, you know, as as one of those teams that you got to that's going to be a problem for you if you're in the American League and uh and hunting for the postseason. So I need to know not only are you in it in July, but will you fire that bullet or multiple bullets to go add fortify whether it's your rotation, your bullpen, your pitching staff and somehow needs to be upgraded, needs to be improved if you want to really be at that next echelon of AL clubs. So for me, I know it's a it's a boring answer for a sports talk guy to give, but I'm waiting to see guy and I need to see what happens at the trade deadline before I'm buying. And I think that's fair. So you're saying hang around until the trade deadline. Be there. Be there at or near contending for the AL Central. And and then if they add a piece at that point, You'll be then you'll be bought in. Yeah, give, then me, you'll two, say, give me two pieces. I'll feel better. Give I mean, me two. <laughs> look, not well, to say, not, I'm not saying that it's a cop out answer. I'm really not. It's not, okay. it's not a cop out right, answer at I'm all. Good with that. It's fair, but at, at that point, don't you think it'll be almost a foregone conclusion if they're still this good in July and well, add a piece? It's almost a no-brainer to say, okay, yeah, now this, now this is for real. You're no. jumping on the bandwagon late is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not a hipster in terms of bandwagon <laughs> jumping by any means. Although I'll give myself a little credit that I, I wrote them off last year on May 1st, and I took two months' worth of heat for it before people were kind of like, yeah, I, this team's not that good. Like, I think Wetmore was right. Um, nobody said that, for the record, uh, especially not in this building. But I look around and I say, I'm always the last guy to react. And last year's Twins team, I didn't think was good enough to get it done. This year's Twins team, I do think it's good enough to be in the conversation. But when you say, like, is it a foregone conclusion? I wouldn't think so. No, I mean, the Indians just got their superstar back. And it's go time for them. Yeah, they're going to be without one of their good starting pitchers for a couple of weeks, and that hurts. But they still have three other awesome starting pitchers. They got Brad Hand in the bullpen, and now Francisco Lindor and Jose Ramirez on the left side of the infield. So I look at this and I say, this is awesome for the Twins. Not only that they're off to such a good start, but that Byron Buxton looks so good and Mm -hmm. competent at the plate. This is awesome for the Twins. And yet, it's still going to be a slog, man. This is going to be a tough summer for them going up against that Indians team and some of these other great teams in the American League. Trying to contend for those wild card spots is still going to be a fight. Is it the pitching that has you hesitant right oh, now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's yeah. fair. I mean, we talked about the lineup in the first segment. This is, it's up there with any of the best. Like, they don't have a superstar necessarily because, like, Kepler's not a household name, Polanco's not a household name. Mm-hmm. About Nelly Cruz is about the only household name right now holding it down in the lineup. But the pitching has been kind of just good enough, I would say, to get you to 12 and 7. Mm-hmm. The only guy who you see in that rotation who has the capability of being dominant is Barrios. And I, yeah. and I just think you need to see more than that. Uh, when, when the Astros are running, you know, Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander at you, the Yankees, without their injuries, have a deep staff. The Red Sox, even if you want to say Chris Sale is down a bit right now, like, You'd take him in October if he rounds back into form. I, I I just look around the American League and I see better arms at the tops of rotations and the back ends of bullpens than I see in Minnesota and right now. And with the bullpen 
Taylor Rogers is really the only guy that you look at and say, I'm not concerned with about sure. him yeah, at all. Like, it's like he's exactly what I think he is. Yeah. And you know, gives up a run the other day, but overall he looks really good and gets out of this tough spot in the ninth on Sunday. That's what mm-hmm. he's on this club for. But I mean, I know household names is probably overrated because you probably have to be a great player for a year and a half before your household name around around the big leagues. But look in their bullpen right now and tell me their household names. Like they don't have any, and no. they have guys who could become that, who could who could morph into that. So it's not just fan perception that I'm gauging here. I'm saying like fans around baseball wouldn't necessarily. I mean, you don't necessarily have to know who Blake Parker is. He's just he's not a household name yet. Uh, he's got a great splitter, and I think he could turn into that with the Twins. He could be at the back end for them for for years if it works out well. But uh, in terms of having the the upside, not to be Debbie Downer, because I started this by saying like I think this is a really good Twins team, and that's what makes some of this stuff fun to nitpick. I mean, I mean, if it's a if it's the Kansas City Royals, we're not nitpicking the back end of their bullpen because we're like, well, <laughs> all right. You want to go check the double-A box score? <laughs> That's how you get excited about the future? With the Royals, it's very simple. Yeah. They stinks. <laughs> we stinks. Yeah. But I look at this and I say, this Twins team is good enough now to start nitpicking, and let's look at the top end of the pitching yeah. staff and make that better if you're the Twins. Whether it's internal development or going outside, I think that that's what keeps this team from being one of those top, top end AL teams. And it's all of which to say, Rami, why I'm waiting until the trade deadline before I fully buy on what this club is doing. Chad tweets at score North and at Rami is tweeting. That's how you can follow me and see all my tweets about putting a roof on it. He says, uh, I think it's going to take at least this year and next year division wins and at least a long playoff stint before a lot of fans trust the twins again. Twins fans have lost trust with the twins after a new stadium and losing an owner not doing anything about it. Yeah, that's that's exactly two division championships asking, yeah. and a deep playoff run before you start going out to that beautiful ballpark y'all love so much, even though it doesn't have a roof on it. <laughs> well, that's what it's going to yeah. take. Well, you got some options around here. I mean, the Guthrie's a great place to go if you're a theater buff. CHS Field over in St. Paul, if you like baseball with maybe a little cheaper ticket price. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you got options in the Twin Cities, Rami. It's a great place to live, and it's a fan base. I think right now that's just naturally yeah. very very cynical right yeah, now. yeah yeah and this skeptical a, yeah this is a this is a team regardless of leadership and we know that the the front office has changed over the last decade and a half but this is a team that has not won a playoff game since 2004 and has made the playoffs four times since and has not won a playoff game since 2004 and so it makes sense why, like why they're kind of yeah. one foot out yeah. right so i get it i'm only half joking when i say you could go to the guthrie instead of going to target field like i'd rather be a target field but mm-hmm. there is this sense in at least in the metro area i guess i can't speak for much further beyond that there is this sense of like wh- why why would i go to 20 games a year why when when there are guys out there that you could spend to improve your team, right or wrong, this is the perception, Rami. There are guys out there that you could spend right now to improve your team. And the big one that we've talked about for the past week or 10 days is Craig Kimbrell. You could address a weakness and all it costs you is money and the piddly consideration of a draft pick. And you're not going to go do that. And I'm supposed to spend my paycheck at target field every weekend. I'm starting to see the speculation now. And by the way, the answer to your question of why you would go and do that 
It's obvious. The skyline, Derek. But <laughs> I'm, start, I'm starting to see a master troll. I'm starting to see a lot of speculation now that teams are holding Sky out until line. after the June draft for Kimbrell and Keichel because then it won't cost them a draft pick, yeah. at least not this year. I'm I throw my hands up at that. Big deal. If you're the twins and you're giving up the ninetieth pick in the draft and the half a million bucks or whatever the slap who cares? Like, I know that that has to be part of the math. Absolutely. You should factor that in. But what? Like, how? We don't how, even know who any that, of these guys right. are going to. We don't how know is who, that enough? I could not tell you one name of somebody that's going to get drafted in 2000. Yeah, who do you have, Rami, in your MLB mock draft right now? Who do you have 90th overall? I have to. Um, I need to do what Matthew uh, Collar did throughout all of Purple Daily and do a draft sim. Yeah, is but, it that? Is that that second starter for Florida? Oh, he's. <laughs> I, I hear big things about him this year. You know, I had never. I hadn't. Heard That's a of, deep staff too. Watch out for them. I had not heard of Hunter Green until like sure. maybe like a week before the draft. Sure, before and, before that draft, and that's baseball. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm saying this in jest because like to me that is such a straw man excuse. If if front offices are really floating right now to the Ken Rosenthal's of the world that. Ah, you know, we think, gosh, we think he would make our team two or three wins better. Dallas Keuchel would be three wins better than this crappy fifth starter that we have towing the rubber every five days for us. But, ah, that draft pick. That draft pick, man. Yeah, right. Just to call it what it is. More than half of you aren't trying to win. Eh, Maybe that's not quite true. Almost half of you aren't trying to win. And those of you that are, are trying to do so on the cheap. So let's just call it what it is. Uh, the 90th overall pick in the draft is not enough to keep me off of the Craig Kimbrell if I'm the Twins and I think he meaningfully helps us this year and next year. I really, I can't figure out why legitimately, because everything that you just said is right and true, I can't figure out why legitimately those two guys are still sitting out there. A Cy Young winner and maybe the best reliever in this game over the last at least five years yeah. are sitting out there for anybody to have and just waiting for the phone to ring. Yeah, I'm get, they're different situations, right? So I don't want to like compare them, but you got to think that teams value their future years, present year included, much, much less than what those guys and their representatives are valuing them. Right. And I think that's kind of a natural division that, that, that happens in every sort of negotiation. Like you, you start a new job and you tell your boss, we think you're overpaid or I, I, I think I'm underpaid. You should compensate me fairly. And your boss says, really, we were thinking about eliminating that position. So are you sure you want to talk about salary? That's exactly what's happening here, but in a very public way. And man, how fascinating would it be to be a fly on the wall, like at the winter meetings and be the guy representing Craig Kimbrell? or be on the staff in a pitch meeting for Dallas Keuchel. You're telling me that those two guys couldn't help somebody right now? No, of course that's not the truth, but the gap between how much they think they're worth and how much teams apparently value them has to be much, much bigger than what we would have expected at the beginning of the offseason. Otherwise, these guys would have jobs right now. And it's as simple to, as that. And if you're, the, if you're the agents of those two guys, you have to ask yourself, Am I willing to let my client just sit out an entire year? Yeah. Yeah. And not make any money. And Dallas Keuchel's because Ken Rosenthal floated that in the offseason. And I'm sorry, not Dallas Keuchel. Craig Kimbrell's agent said that is patently false. We yeah. are not sitting out this entire season. We yeah. will be with somebody at some point during this baseball season. But okay. again, we're 20 <laughs> games in right. and nothing. 
no well, activity, okay. no real activity around either of those guys yet. I thought for sure when the Braves yeah. lost their starter last week because a he played for the Braves for a long time, and b that's one of the handful of teams that's been rumored to be sort of milling around uh, Craig Kimbrell. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure I was like, okay, that's that's the straw that finally broke the camel's back, and he'll he'll finally have a job now. Still. Still right. sitting out there. Braves have not called, to my knowledge. Or if you're the Mets and uh, DeGrom's going in for evaluations and you've got, what, is Jason Vargas making starts for them right now for a team that, that I picked Oof. to go to the postseason foolishly? Right. You couldn't use a Dallas Keiko right now? I mean, come on. Yeah. Now, if I'm uh, if I'm those guys, and I would float that too, I would say no chance, no way am I sitting out this season. But I'm wondering if I'm Craig Kimbrell, am I sitting on my couch just watching bullpens implode around the country and like come on, like quietly cheering for a sixth inning meltdown of like, yeah, that's a good team. They could they could use an arm that would help steady that ship. I wonder if there's not a little bit of like Schadenfreude going on <laughs> watching watching other bullpens collapse without you knowing that you're services are just a phone call away we shall see if and when twins fans are ready to buy in and again we'll have that discussion later this afternoon Mackie and judd with rami at four o'clock and it's going to be a twitter poll very soon as soon as i uh, figure out just how to do that on the uh, <laughs> on the internet on we'll the see school, if seth can help you score north yeah i'm gonna go get social media seth during the break we're gonna get that poll up for you when will you buy into <laughs> the twins have you bought into eddie rosario because that dude is red hot we'll discuss next right after this on score north twins right here on score north on 1500 and scorenorth.com you're listening to the all-new score north minnesota sports anytime anywhere scorenorth.com one and two gibson trying to strand the runner at third and he will with a strikeout of nunez two and two from gibson to record and off-speed pitch gets another swing and a miss and another strikeout gibson second and davis strikes out for out number two and strikeout number five for gibson that is strike three, Ostadio fires to first. What a play by Ostadio, who threw it over the umpire and over the runner. Quick reaction. He does it again, La Tortuga. And this Friday at Target Field, weather permitting, it will be La Tortuga Day at the ballpark. T-shirts, sandwiches, all for the folk hero. That is Williams Astadio, a.k.a. La Tortuga, and there was some talk last week um, because, you know, the schedule is going to pick up a little bit here. They might need an extra arm, Derek, and he's one of the few guys, I think maybe the only guy on the roster with options that he may be playing down in Rochester before La Tortuga Day rolls around, but that bat has heated up over the weekend. I, I, I don't see them. Do you think they could? that's still an option on the table of sending him down to the minors? Uh, as the Twins would say, we will consider everything at the right time to make our roster better to win tonight's game. So yes, I do think it's an option. But really? I and I don't think it's a great option. I think they have better better ones. Um, and we'll see how the pitching shakes out. Like, they're probably going to, I'm guessing, going to want to make a move um, for Wednesday. Maybe, maybe you'd take a bullpen arm and try to start that game that way. But I think that the Twins are going to be very flexible with their roster Throughout the entire season, I think that starts as early as this Wednesday. But not before La Tortuga. You can't send La Tortuga down before La Tortuga Day, can you? I don't you? know, man. You're running the marketing department. I'm just the baseball ops. <laughs> <laughs> I, I care. No beans. This is how many beans I give for your business. None. 
Um, I don't know. It's he's he's a fun player. You can't deny the like the effort and the enthusiasm that he puts into it. I appreciate that he plays multiple different positions, and that's what I think will keep his job safe. Because I, I mean, the back cooled off a little bit, but he still did what you needed over the weekend. And I just I think out of the catchers defensively, he's third. So. You're going to roll with Mitch Garver and Jason Castro, probably. That's been the split so far, at least primarily going with them. I think I think Estadio has like four starts behind the plate, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. But like, he's a, he's a good player. He's a good way, baseball player. Rocco Baldelli said today that under no circumstance will Williams Estadio be at shortstop. Yeah, he's, he's played all eight other positions for the Twins since he came up last year, but he said he is not playing shortstop. That is not happening. Stop sending your mail to Rocco Baldelli. Rocco Baldelli, Major League Manager slash Dream Killer. <laughs> dream killer. A guy who is living the dream right now, Derek, is Eddie Rosario. He is. Five homers in the span of just a few games, multiple two home run games, and just a great play in the outfield in the ninth inning Saturday. Probably yeah. maybe a game saver. I oh, mean, if that, ball, if that ball gets to the wall, we're talking about at least extra innings. Yeah, that's right. And a tie game. But yeah. he, he cuts it short, holds the runner at third, and Taylor Rogers is able to get that, that last out and, and put the fire out. I had heard about Eddie Rosario before I I came to Minnesota and, and took this job because had a strong season last year and, and just on the outside looking in when all-star voting was all said and done, but he's taken it to another level this year. Has he not? It's this is, this is yet another step for Eddie Rosario. Yeah. It's the power that we've, we've seen some power in the past, but not like this. I mean, to be able to, he's, he's, I think one off the American league lead mm-hmm. for home runs. Now, mm-hmm. granted we're only what, 19 games into the season. So, your grains of salt would be appreciated with that analysis, but he does have that kind of pop. He does have some of these home runs. You've gotten a chance to see it now, Rami. It's not that three, one cookie fastball in the middle of the plate that he's able to turn his hands through the zone and just drive it out. It's fastball at his eyes in a two Oh count. When you think like, okay, no one swings at that pitch and Rosario hits it over the fence. Like, that's that's the fascinating thing about him as a player. He makes plays on the bases that you won't see 99% of major leaguers make. He still gets thrown out on the bases when you wouldn't see a lot of guys take those risks, but that's the that's the trade-off. Same thing you see in left field. There's some risk there. He makes throws that I think he was leading the American League in assists for a while a couple of seasons ago, and it's like, why are teams running on this guy? He he can do no wrong in left field. Uh, the risk-taking does bite him sometimes, but at the plate, what we're seeing so far, some people might look at the 280 batting average and think like, oh, okay, he's having a nice year. But you got to look at the power that he's supplying with that. I, I think this could be a year where Rosario, once again, is knocking on the all-star team, uh, knocking on the door for getting in that lineup. Couldn't quite break through last year, but now he's backing it up with another strong performance at the beginning of the season. He's one of the guys carrying this Twins team offensively right now. If he keeps this up, they can't keep him off the All-Star team, can they? I mean, he might not get voted in through the fan vote. Yeah, but if you got 30 home runs at the All-Star break, you're in. You're going to be a manager's pick, are you not? You're in. And I wish they would do it a little bit differently. Like, I appreciate that the fans get a vote, but it's just, we we talk about this another day because, like, All-Star's, just imperfect, I think, in terms of if you're going to actually reward guys contractually for some of this stuff, let's get it right. Right. Um, Rosario was one of those borderline candidates last year. A lot of people were offended that he got left off of that roster. I don't know if he was offended or not. He, We wouldn't make a big stink about it. He's not that kind of guy. He's just sort of even keel off the field, um, which is 
a little uh, paradoxical because mm-hmm. he's very much not that on the field. He's right. mercurial. Um, but I don't know. If he was offended, he's really putting in the work to make sure that he's not left off of this year's All-Star game. Nine home runs through 80 plate appearances. That's something special. By the way, the poll is up. I figured out how to put a poll on Twitter. It's at Score North, and it's something we'll discuss today at 4 on Mackie and Judd with Rami. When will you buy into the Twins? 40 games in, if or when they sign Kimbrel at the trade deadline, or talk to me in October. Please give us your vote, and we'll discuss... Later if you're Manny, today, talk to me in spring training 2020. At 4 o'clock. <laughs> for Manny, for Derek, read his work on the Twins at scorenorth.com. I'm Rami Makhlouf saying thanks for listening to the Score North.